Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we have reached part five of the Christ Deception, Lucifer's Most Deadly Lie. And in this podcast, we are going to address the Christ of the Church of Christ Scientist also known as the Christian Science Church. In our next segment, God willing, we will tackle the Cosmic Christ, which is the imposter that all the other false Christ that Jesus warned would appear and deceive many, will meld into the final counterfeit Messiah, the Antichrist, who will rule over all people on earth during the tribulation period, until the second coming of the genuine Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. In every deadly counterfeit, Jesus Christ the Lord God Almighty is misrepresented in some way. The holy scriptures that reveal him in truth are adjusted or compromised to fit and validate the deceptions that have been set forth by the enemy to captivate the people who fall prey to them. And through the masterful enticements that seduce these deceived ones, they are actually worshipping Lucifer, which has been his prideful and passionate desire since before the beginning of time. So what is Christian science, and who is the Christ of this false and deadly wide way? In a commentary written for Ligonier Ministries, they offer some insightful answers to these questions, where they write, Christian science is a religious movement founded in the 19th century and based on the writing of Mary Baker Eddy. In every false way that offers a counterfeit savior, there will always be an agent of darkness who has been raised up by Satan to bring supposed new revelation to the inerrant word of God, which has already been forever settled in heaven. And therefore, rather than the Bible, which holds God's unadulterated word of truth and life, being the source of revelation in this cult, Mary Baker Eddy's book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, serves as the main source of their teaching. Science and Health contains Eddy's interpretation of certain portions of Scripture which have been taken out of context combined with her false teaching on science and mind over matter for physical healing. Today, there are an estimated 2,000 Christian science congregations, often represented by storefront reading rooms on downtown streets worldwide. As we look to the history of this cult, we find that Marianne Morse Baker was born in New Hampshire in 1821. Routinely sick throughout much of her early life, Mary visited New Age mentalist Phineas Quimby in 1864 for instruction in principles of divine mind over matter for physical healing. On February 1, 1866, Mary was seriously injured when she slipped and hit her head on the ice. After a doctor told her that she only had a few days to live, Mary took a Bible, read about the healing of a paralytic in Matthew 9, 1-8, and applied the metaphysical principles of mind over matter that she had learned from Quimby. Upon doing so, Mary claimed that she had experienced complete healing. 
This was the beginning of Mary's new religion, which she called Christian science. Insisting that it was merely a retrieval of primitive Christianity, when in reality it was Lucifer's integration of New Age spiritualism into the undefiled and pure Word of God that reveals the real key to genuine healing, which is faith in Jehovah Rapha, the great I Am, who alone is the healer, and who needs nothing added to his all-sufficiency and lordship over all. In 1875, Mary founded the Christian Science Publishing Society in order to publish and circulate copies of Science and Health. In 1879, she founded the Church of Christ Scientist. Though Eddie is the only prominent teacher in the Christian Science Church, the Church counts among its adherents several well-known figures and people who are or have been connected to it. Audrey Hepburn, Elizabeth Taylor, Henry Fonda, Robin Williams, Robert Duvall, Kelsey Grammer, Ellen DeGeneres, and the parents of Marilyn Monroe have at some point all been practicing members. Ginger Rogers and Joan Crawford were also members of the church until their deaths, and Olympic gold medalist gymnast Shannon Miller was brought up in a Christian science home as well. Due to the highly mystical and philosophical nature of Eddie's writings, it can be challenging to systemize her false doctrines. However, the following are central teachings in her writings. 1. Mystical Anti-Trinitarian Monotheism According to Mary Baker Eddy, mind and intelligence are God. Intelligence is omniscience, omnipresence, and omnipotence. It is the primal and eternal quality of infinite mind, of the triune principle of life, truth, and love, under the name of God. In other words, mind is God, and intelligence is his essence. Eddie reduced God to a philosophical universal principle, in which all men participate by way of the mind and their own intellect. But the darkened mind of man is futile and has been captivated by the lies of Lucifer, the god of this world. Man, in his fallen nature, has no dawn of understanding or true wisdom at all. For what he calls knowledge is likened to a mirage that only appears to be real until you attempt to apprehend it finding that it is only a vapor that quickly fades away when put to the scrutiny of truth. In 1 Corinthians 2.16, God's word decrees that, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him? And in Isaiah 45.5, Jehovah God declares that, I am the Lord and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. 2. A Denial of the Fall, Sin, Misery, and Death In denying the fall of man, Eddie wrote that, Man is the expression of God's being, and therefore he is in a degree as perfect as the mind that forms him. End quote. And yet the Bible clearly decrees that when Adam and Eve fell into Lucifer's trap in the Garden of Eden, and disobeyed God's commandment to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their spirits died. 
From that point on, every man and woman born from that corrupted seed have been born with the same DNA of sin's death. Scripture teaches that sin, misery, and death are all the inescapable consequences of Adam's sin. They form the sad experience of life in this fallen world. The Apostle Paul explained, Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Romans 5.12 In short, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23 All the miseries of this life are a result of Adam's first transgression, leading to death and eternal punishment. To deny the reality of sin is to mislead ourselves. As Scripture decrees, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 1 John 1.8 That is why Jesus, the second and perfect Adam, commanded that man must be born again, unto eternal life through genuine repentance and complete trust in his finished work alone. Once that miracle of new birth is ignited within the spirit of fallen man, he becomes a new creation, having inherited the mind of Christ, where the Lord's thoughts replace our futile wonderings, and the Holy Spirit continues to lead us into the fullness of all truth. However, Eddie denied the deity, death, resurrection, and atonement of Jesus Christ. Observing her blasphemous ramblings gives stark indication to the fact that she was completely devoid of truth and ignorant of what the Bible really teaches. In her darkened folly, Eddie explicitly taught that Jesus Christ is not God. She also rejected the efficacy of the blood of Jesus, where she again blasphemously wrote, The material blood of Jesus was no more efficacious to cleanse from sin when it was shed upon the accursed tree than when it was flowing in his veins as he went daily about his father's business. End quote. Eddie taught that Jesus did not truly die. Rather, he only appeared to die, and by escaping death, he exhibited the supreme act of mind over matter, an act that his disciples were to emulate. His example, she said, saved humanity from the illusion of sin, sickness, and death. Jesus saved people by exemplifying oneness with God in truth, life, and love. An interesting thought process by her, when she, in fact, has denied the unadulterated word of God's truth on every level. The Holy Scriptures emphatically teach that the final victory over sin and death and true healing in spirit, mind, and body comes only through Jesus Christ, the great I Am. Through his death on the cross, where he shed his sinless, priceless, and precious blood, in payment for the penalty of death our sins deserved, and his glorious resurrection unto eternal life, man has been offered forgiveness, redemption, and justification, resulting in a forever with the Father in heaven.
The following are just a few of the many scriptures that substantiate that claim. Luke twenty four forty six to 47 And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Acts 20.28 Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Colossians 1, 19-22 For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, Jesus, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Hebrews 9, 14 How much more, then, will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself, unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we might serve the living God. 1 John 1, seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. Hebrews 10.19-23 Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Beloved, there are so many more scriptures that time will not allow us to fully cover in this message, which have been forever settled in heaven and that confirm Lord Jesus as the Son of God and God himself, and the only true Christ in which man can be eternally saved. Jesus died in our place to deliver us from the wrath of God that must and will come upon all who have rejected his gift of amazing grace, and have chosen instead to remain in their unbelief by rejecting his unadulterated word of truth. A time is coming, and sooner than most people realize, when the door to God's dispensation of grace will be shut, and his true church will be raptured to meet Jesus in the air. Then tribulation, as the world has never known, will befall this sin-riddled and rebellious world. In 2 Corinthians 6, 2, it is written, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 
and in Hebrews 3.15. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Let those who have ears to hear, hear. And let those who hear come, come to the God of love. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com. Dot agape light ministries dot com.